0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable podcast. This is podcast number 641. My name is Eric Nielsen. And with me today, I have my regular co-host, Matt Lungeth. Today is Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. Matt, good to see you. How are you doing? Eric, I am well. I am just coming off of the,
1: the road for eight days. Was out to, as I had previously mentioned in a couple episodes ago, the EUC Masters Retreat in Scottsdale, Arizona, and then IGEL Disrupt in Nashville, Tennessee. Saw many members of the EUC community out there, some guests that we have previously had on the uh, podcast. I think of John Tows and Gabe Newth. Uh, Carl Webster was there as well, and Carl announcing his you know, informal retirement from the community, so to say, to, to go do more philanthropic efforts with the Lions Clubs and whatnot. But great to get out there in the field and share our apps on demand and published apps on demand story. But enough about my travel, sir. How are you doing? How are things out on the West Coast? And most importantly, what is the color of the bay?
0: I'm doing great, Matt. We finally got a calendar full of sun. So all you guys that are east of California can assume that you'll start getting some sun and good weather as well. But the reservoirs reservoirs are all filled up. I think all of them are pretty much full now. Lake Shasta is 90% full. It's going to be overflowed. The amount of water we've had is just immense. We've got a new lake in Southern California now that hasn't had any water in it in like 40 or 50 years, like since the 1970s. They had to bulldoze one of the dikes down through the fields in order to let water go into this lake bed. And uh, the lake bed is massive. It's the largest lake bed uh, west of the Mississippi. So that's just how much water we've got in California now. And hopefully that'll, uh, you know, fill up our water table as well. So it's great and uh, beautiful sunny weather. Did my garden over the weekend. So the, we're, we're finally coming into a late spring, but I'm, I'm super happy about all of that. So uh, it's good. And then today on the show, we got Carl Child uh carl is uh senior manager of certificates and training and all things in education you know oh. uh, and we'll talk to Carl about that but before we do that um, we should probably talk about things that are happening uh, you know we obviously have uh, Explore coming up and you know you if you haven't started to book your travel for that you probably will want to uh, Explore August 21st to the 24th and, Have we Europe.
1: started the campaign season for Explore this year a little earlier than what I I remember because it seems like the noise that is the Explorer season has kicked off. And I understand the event is happening a week earlier this year, as everyone should know, but it just seems like that the background marketing and the groundswell and whatnot and call for papers, which is uh, soon to be ending here in two days on the 14th, Eric, it just seems a little bit more, you know, front of mind, even though
0: that we're in April. It, it It is. And the reason is, and the, this is interesting, Matt, is that this year, because of the response from the community last year, the event team has made community a priority. First time ever. They are absolutely having meetings with us every week. They're meeting with Corey to engage the V experts every week. They're getting blogger passes to us early. They're engaged. They're creating a community village. And so they're spending more time with us, which translates to us doing more with the community, which you're probably getting exposed to. So I feel like, we are engaged much earlier with the Explore team, and therefore it is it's dribbling out in different places that are in our ecosystem.
1: One, it's about time. Yeah, personal opinion. And yes. two, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad to see that we're now being properly recognized that the force that this community is uh, at I, the Explore event.
0: I, I, and I think also that is partly driven from Broadcom themselves. Broadcom is a very community-centric uh, company. They get community. They look at what drives consumption in the enterprise. Um, so they are much less interested in doing lead gen, generic digital marketing stuff, and they're much more interested in working with community members to f- solve their problems. Right. So that because that translates to, you know, more consumption of our. products products in the enterprise. So I think they're and in the, you know, in partner ecosystem and so forth, I don't want to belittle anyone that is working with midsize or small companies because they care about that as well. But uh, I think that's what's going on here. So should make for an exciting explore. And then I think explores a week earlier and it's in Vegas. We're just, I think we're just excited that it's going to be in Vegas this year. Happy about that. As always, when we start, we'll flip over to Corey Romero and ask if he's got anything he wants to talk to about the v- experts other than shoveling snow, and then we'll get to Carl Childs.
2: Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. So I've got a couple a couple of updates. Um, I do have an email that's going to go out in the next uh, 15 minutes or so. So uh, if you're a V expert, please go read the email. I've got some important things in there. Um, Some of the topics I'm covering in the email are uh, the multi-cloud briefing that we just recently had, the uh, award announcements for the sub-programs, which is going to happen this Friday. So if you've applied for a vExpert sub-program, you will get the email this Friday. Uh, If you are declined, please please read through it. Uh, There's always the chance to appeal that decision. Maybe we missed something, so uh, make sure that you please uh, read the email. Um, VMware Explorer uh, Conference conference. blogger passes. um, I will have an allocation number soon. Uh, The application form will be up in the next uh, couple of days. Uh, I want to make sure that we kick off the applications, uh, get that voted on uh, for the passes. And uh, for the people who don't get passes, there'll be time to uh, purchase your explore pass um, with the early bird um, pricing. So um, I've got qualifications in there as well, um, for the blogger passes. So what do you need to do? What do you need to have to qualify? Uh, so yeah. And then, uh, we're gonna cover some of the VMware Explorer community party that we're having back at the pinball hall of fame, which I'm excited for.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Lots of activity. Matt, to your point, there's just a lot happening. It's a good thing.
1: I'm I'm glad to see that we're going back to the uh, pinball hall of fame. It's always a, a welcome event.
0: Yeah, and uh, this year we're doubling up with VMUG. We're also the Vanguard. To, so we're making it like an all-mega community kind of space. And In fact, we were even thinking about inviting Carl just for the fun of it, you know, because, you know, why hey, not? I'm part of the community. So I, should yeah, make yeah, yeah. I, I have an exclusion <laughs> for Carl. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Always no. Carl always excited. We're going to keep him out in the overflow line. He doesn't get to get in. He has <laughs> to <right>. wait.
3: <laughs> stand by. Right.
0: But I'll it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so let's get on with the show. Let's talk to Carl. Lots of good uh, certification information. Uh, we love to talk about cloud and what's happening with the training around the cloud. So Carl, we always start, give us the, you know, how long you've been at VMware? What do you, uh, what, you know, what's your career arc look like that got you here? I know you've been here a long time. So yeah. our medium long time, all things considered. So just give us a little three minute pitch of who are you, how you got here
3: yeah probably medium time i've been at vmware for about eight and a half years now so I, I crossed that eight year mark um and uh yeah started out i actually was came over to vmware to manage exclusively the the vcdx so the certified design expert the high level top tier um certification level i did that for about six months before i was asked to manage really the whole program and so um took that over and have been making a lot of changes and doing some things with that and and of course I've lived through a lot of the changes that VMware has had in the last eight years and trying to follow that too. But, um, but before VMware, I was with Hewlett Packard. I was with Hewlett Packard for probably seven years, I think it was, or so. And I uh, um, was with them for a while. Well, actually it was longer than that, but, but anyway, did, uh, did a lot of the training management, certification managers well over there, uh, learning architect roles, different types of roles, but always in that education business. Uh, for Hewlett Packard. And way before that, I, I mean, I started my career, did some individual things, but um, started my career really out of, out of my master's degree with Novell. We have any legacy CNEs out there, but, um, but worked on their certification, their training, started out developing their training was my first job out of college, but Back then, so a long, long, uh, long career in within the IT education space, both on the training development, um, tiny bit on training delivery and then a lot of certification management, program management and uh, um, and exam development as well. But and uh, and I have been on a couple of things. It's always been in the IT space. I consider my trade really the education and the the learning. Trade so really can apply that within any industry, but it just so turns out that I've been able to do that within IT for all my career, which I really really enjoy. I enjoy the IT side, um, but there was a point in time where I did it for a company that built made cement for freeways, and I'll tell you that was interesting <laughs> to learn a little bit about you know IT. We think of technology, there's a lot of technology in cement, so it was actually really really interesting
0: to learn some of that. But that's a, nice, yeah, nice. So on the, on, the, on the topic today, we have unpacking cloud with VMware training, right? So, you know, I mean, training, we have certs, you know, you manage the certification process as we've, you know, drifted into, obviously, Cloud. We did VCloud Air a while ago, but now we're actually, you know, multi-cloud, and we're in the cloud providers. We're in, uh, in obviously, you know, now true multi-cloud with services running. You know, how do you see training starting to evolve now that we're into, you know, doing cloud services? Right, where instead of training to set up on-prem, you're training to use product. What? Wh- how do you see the your landstop- landscape changing?
3: Yeah, and, and and landscape is a great word to use because you know you say cloud and it really can mean so many different things, right? When you're talking about the application of skills, um, the application of solutions, right? On-prem, off-prem, right? You can have private, hybrid, whatever, public clouds. You're delivering these these major cloud providers versus being a cloud provider, right? I mean, it's really really wide, and 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 it it's a lot to represent. And so as we're thinking about, um, and and for context, I I manage the technical certification um, side which includes some of the pre-sales so we're talking about the managing and the administration and the architecting on that side, that skill set when it comes to cloud but when we're talking about multi-cloud and the the new skill set we have a great um great legacy but also just a great number a great force right a very skilled um virtualized environment administrators, right? As you think about how vSphere has evolved and just built up and we've created this humongous force of just uh, people, you know, we've created an industry and, and, a, and a force that really supports that industry. And when you're talking about moving and migrating to multi-cloud, there's an opportunity there um, for everyone to gain and validate another level of expertise when it comes to managing not only on-prem using a lot of our solutions, but off-prem as well, um, modifying, configuring, making sure that you're optimizing, um, even if it's off-prem, you're op- optimizing your cloud, um, your cloud services. And so, um, there's opportunities in there around networking. There's a gap. There's a gap there. There's an opportunity around security. Right. There's an element in there, and and so we get excited about it because we see this. It's an opportunity for our certified professionals, right, to continue to move their careers forward. That that's what actually was is that's the root of what we why we do what we do um, within our team. We talk about that a lot within our team. Um the, the reason why we enjoy what we do is because it it enables individuals to um to support, to move their careers, to enable their organizations to succeed, you know, et cetera, by that skill set. And so we look at that skills gap as, as something that is even as you look at the the individual networking credentials or a networking um, cloud provider, for instance, we have a badge on that, or our um even our automation certification or our cloud operations, if you look at those and their they pieces, all of those combined, those are all opportunities and next steps for our our vSphere administrator right professionals to really um, learn additional skills in supporting this broader multi-cloud approach um, and so you can take a lot of these different pieces that we've had over the years and start putting them together and that's what we're really working on is building paths and and I don't always well yeah building paths really that it that show and present the way for our um, for administrators, our our professionals, to really move forward on supporting multi-cloud, um, as well as our architects and and just that broad range. Yeah. But,
0: you know, it's interesting. It, yeah. it is interesting that um, we had some enterprise customers come in and we got some feedback around multi-cloud and uh, everybody's buying into it. We certainly are getting momentum around the, mm-hmm. you know, like I look yeah. at the yeah. old days of vSphere being, you know, uh providing you a virtualization layer across multiple racks originally and then multiple data centers as we you know as we grew and now you could vmotion things around and you had mm-hmm. kind of this you know whole layer that you could run your payloads on across across multiple data centers and then Enterprise CEOs and IT guys are coming in and going, yeah, we're buying into this. You know, like 30% of uh, now enterprise customers are saying they're going to have true multi-cloud. They -hmm. see it as valuable. And then the number one uh, problem they have with our whole architecture is that the people, there are no people to help implement it. Right. right. That there just aren't enough certified people that know how to build a multi-cloud. The products are all new. This whole concept is new. It just reminds me of the early days of ESX when we were telling people this. Everybody bought into it. Once you see the emotional once, you're like, oh yeah, we we definitely want to get here. And we're getting that kind of, you know, uh response from CIOs and the the biggest challenge here is now, how do we upskill the people? How do we have the knowledge and get everybody up to speed on how to implement this? That's right. Yeah.
3: One of our, it's been a, maybe about a year, like yeah, about a year we released, I guess, not quite a year, but anyway, we released our, um, if you've seen it, our VCP VMC. So our VCP on VMware cloud um, certification, it was, it was really a narrower use case. It was specific, more specific to Amazon, it did talk about Amazon Cloud, uh, Amazon Web Services. So it talked about some of the other clouds as well, the major public clouds out there. But right. um, but it kind of had a major focus on that. Um, and that that's a great example of of what that next step, you know, talking about filling in that skills gap, right? As a as a whether you're an, an experienced vSphere administrator um, or you're coming in new, right, to this cloud, that's actually a great. A way to start to recognize and see and gain some of those skills, improve your skills through that certification about what that broader cloud environment does and how these actually connects to these major cloud providers and how to support that, how to implement that right within an organization for their for their for that right business outcome that they're looking for, um, and so that one's been very it's been a great um, first step for us from a program as well to really focus on and it's been great. That's the one that has, by the way, a little plug. That's the one that has uh, free training right now take advantage of it. Anyone listening, take advantage of the free training for now before it stops. Um, you can go out there and get the free training uh, to prepare for that exam as well. And to start getting some of those skills on that one, but VCP, VMC, but yeah, that's uh, but you're exactly right, Eric. Yeah. That, that sort of that next step, there is that gap there. And that's what we're trying to fill and move people into.
0: So Matt, you're living in the world closer to the customer. Uh, do you experience this in the same way? What is your perspective?
1: Well, Eric, many a times we think of the on-prem deployments, right, in far as what it would it take to simulate the environment, right? I, I think about um, the analogy of what we have stood up for the lab environments where it's just a simple VCD deployment, where, where sometimes what we don't think about in these training scenarios or what it would take from the customer's perspective of what do you need to stand up the deployment even to do training on it mm-hmm. right it's a large part of this component because it's not just the, this kit this the, you know the virtualized on prem kit anymore it's that plus all of the hyperscalers or cloud services that are now interacting with this training and there's a tremendous amount i've seen it on the back end with what we've done for our horizon cloud on azure training classes That goes into the development and staging of these cloud services training environments. So it's not, not only about the training, of course, right? But then the ease of which we have these environments stood up and then ready to go and ready to be consumed. I think that that, that's something to be certainly added in there, where if you were an individual that not even if you wanted to just deploy this into prod, but even set up a testing environment, if you had little experience with that particular kit beforehand, where it might be a struggle. Whereas with these training classes that that has already gone through for the individual, And, you know, that initial, you know, where is these components? I'm not familiar with this UI. I might know some core vSphere, but I don't know certain hyperscalers or certain hyperscaler services. And you just hit that roadblock in your head of, wow, this is really overwhelming. We remove some of that. And certainly that have the instructors that are not only in depth into our particular products, but then all of those cloud service products that ultimately bridge the gap to make us that cloud agnostic provider that's out there
3: that's an interesting point matt we found um through training um just as you know you do different evaluations on the training and and just from an industry perspective too on some of the studies is that training and certification reduces complexity so a smaller number of right issues ticket requests you know better deployments that kind of thing and 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 you're speaking exactly to that right even going through the training and certification process you get exposure to things that maybe you're going in you know cold very complex very confusing right very it gives you a lot of that it really decreases that um that risk you know for your organization as you have trained and certified individuals in there that's right Carl, there's something
1: to be said too with the guardrails with these complex environments where you may be able to get, and this it translates from on-prem, but certainly then begins to scale, if you will, as far as um, potential impact of a misconfiguration, mm-hmm. where the instructor would act as a, as a guardrail, right? Mm-hmm where you could have this up and running if you would go to maybe particularly deploy it on your own, you're following along with some KBs, there might be some questions, but then you get it up and running and you might expose some private API keys where you might otherwise not want to do that or that have it in plain text in a configuration file, where if you're following through with an instructor that has seen this in multiple different environments and really has this baked through, they allow you to hit that, you know, the edge of the rail, so to so to say, but then bring you back in to say, no, here's best practices. And then you correct it in a very safe environment, and then know not to do that when you move on to the POC and then hopefully eventually overproduction. Right. So it it's it's that idea of if you're going to to move down this path. And start dipping your your toes into the waters that are these hyperscalers and cloud native services, to have someone that has been there and gone through the path before, because this just isn't core vSphere infrastructure. It is all of that and then some, and a lot of nuances that you have, may have picked up, you know, throughout the years on the on the vSphere side, but don't know on you know Azure, GCP, um, AWS, and whatnot. And to have that knowledge from the instructor and additionally, the feedback that you might be hearing for other participants in the class, if the format of that class is set up as such, is invaluable.
3: Yep. yep. Yeah, it's a very safe environment, kind of like a sandbox environment that comes with its own expert, right? For a short right. amount of time. Exactly,
1: it, it's not, hey, we don't have to go to InfoSec, in, I'm speaking this on on in terms of the customer. We don't have to go to InfoSec and then have them approve this and stand up certain VNets and then there's certain storage buckets and then how long does that last what it is that you're deploying there right that customer may or may not have a you know development environment for that this cloud service especially if they're just doing an initial poc to see what the adoption rate would be or that this is a dr site or they might only have one subscription that they're currently consuming you're absolutely right right this is they get all of that is included as part of the class cost to right. go in and see how this works in a environment that is very similar to what they are going to be deploying, but with none of the operational costs, if you will, from both, you know, the requisition process and all that goes along with that, and then the stand up process
0: and the time that's associated with building it up. Yeah. That's right.
3: it, yeah.
0: It's 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 all so interesting, Matt. Because you know I've done these Raspberry Pi courses, right? And uh, as you learn as an instructor, I think I ended up doing like fifty or sixty of these courses over time. There was always something that you learned from a student that was in the class, right? That goes, oh yeah, well that's right, but did you know this or oh you have that a little bit wrong? Or they'd expand on your architecture, and it's like. When you do that 50, 60 times, you get this huge knowledge as an instructor on the topic. And I got to imagine that when you're doing the multi-cloud classes, you're interacting with data center operators and people that are doing this. And you're picking up these small pieces of knowledge that then you can transfer on to to students in your follow-up classes. Some of my
1: favorite SMEs to ask for Horizon Cloud are our instructors. They get to see it all. They get to see all the caveats and particular use cases, and no, you know, downplaying to you know our, our internal subject matter experts from PSO or even the BU, but our training staff really gets to see it all, and they have a high touch point because of the cadences that they're working at through these classes and a number of enrollments. So it, yeah. it's they're very, to your point, Eric, very well versed. Um, in different nuances of of that particular
3: um, product, yeah, and, so, and it may seem. Oh, sorry, I was saying it may no, seem obvious, but we do involve our instructors for every training development and every exam development that we do because of yeah, a lot of those reasons and a lot. They are very, very high level expert, very high level F, SME.
0: Yeah. yeah. When, uh, let's see. So. We have cloud. We have multi-cloud. They're based on uh, our SDDC stack, obviously, right? Um, there are there are obviously um, when I go and start working in other cloud vendors, there's there's pressure to go, you know, leave our ecosystem and start playing in in AD, 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 AWS directly. Um, do you guys? compete in that space or because, you know, you're basically using people that have already running vSphere, you've got it in the data center, you're expanding out into the cloud services. Maybe you don't get that competitive, you know, space. Uh, Do you guys track what the cloud vendors are doing from their own training perspective and, uh, you know, respond to some of those things that they're doing? Are you, do you become an expert on the cloud training ecosystem as a whole?
3: the uh so we're talking about the instructors but the training developer the SMEs right they absolutely do it, it's kind of that cooperative co-op
0: cooperative, co-op cooperative, yeah
3: yeah. Cooperative. Right? Um, cooperative. yeah kind of environment you know where we're very much in in line in there and there are kind of your point earlier Matt about setting up some of the infrastructure there's a lot of licensing costs and things that come with that right and so and so sometimes it is a better way to um, point to other training from other platforms to get at least an initial baseline on that. Um, but we bring it all together. As you look at our training, and we're looking from a VMware. Um, you mentioned the payload and the migrate, not only migration, but just the payload management, the workload management across these different clouds, and um, and managing all of that together, right? From a from a, whether it's VMware Cloud, whether it's from an uh, an Aria perspective. Um, we have the solutions right the best manage that and that's the perspective that we take right we have the solutions that can best manage all of that across all these different clouds um even as you as you may have to do some management on those other areas and so we give some insights into those other clouds those major clouds aws we have our own engine i guess or platform that manages that i think that's the same with gcve i believe things like azure it's a little bit more on their side only so we're more limited on that you know we don't have a class that's just azure only right? That's, that's Microsoft's, you know, um, right. um, realm. And so we'll point to that. We'll leverage that. And that's where that coopetition kind of comes into play. Um, we really are partners, you know, as you look at it. VMware is partners with all of these different major cloud providers. And so um, these different hyperscalers. So it, it, it is a, um, so it's a mix, right? But it's, um, yeah. but we definitely take all that consideration. And there's, and there's all these, consider- we have, um, for instance, I was going to mention this a little bit later, but it's a good segue into um, not only training, but we do a lot of Free and webinar deliveries and different, you know, from these experts, right? And
0: you yeah. caught me into the next question I was going to hit you with, which is which is delivery mechanisms for yeah. training now, right? As the industry's changing, YouTube gives. Okay, right. are right. you guys seeing a delivery model shift as you move yeah. forward? It's always evolving, I'm sure. Why don't you talk a little bit? Yeah, about that? there's there's
3: definitely a digital transformation that's happening on our side as well, within the training and the, and the certification side as well, and and some of that comes in just the format and the way that the training. Training is, is packaged up. You talk about the YouTube generation, right? Or whatever, um, whatever term you want to put on there. And, and it is, um, there are different modalities. So there is still always, I've heard this for 20, 30 years, right? That oh my gosh, instructor-led training, classroom training is going away because of these new formats, right? Back when I was in college, it was about because of this computer-based training. On laser discs, I don't know if that tells you my age a little bit, but you know that was the tech, the new, the new tech. Actually, it was kind of going away when I was in college, but but that was the new tech, and so that meant there was no need for instructor-led training, right? And that it still hasn't happened, right? There is still a need and a place for instructor-led, in-person, even virtual, but instructor-led, like you were saying, Matt, having the expert on hand, right? There will always be a place for that, but. Um, but beyond that, those same that same content can be delivered in a different number of, of modalities and in a different chunks as well, right? So we're talking about these webinars or um, different videos that are being placed out there, this digital transformation, how to modularize a lot of that. So really you're just accessing or you're providing availability for all the different types of learners. Everyone learns, you know, people learn in different ways and like to learn in different ways and need it at different times. And so being a creative ecosystem where every one of those types of learners can grab the content when they need it and how they want it, um, that, that's what provides success. And so that's, that's really where our platforms are moving. Um, if you haven't yet, visit our VMware Customer Connect Learning Platform. That gives That's where, for instance, the, the, that free training that I mentioned is, is located. You can start getting access to that. That's our digital library of different videos. Um, places like that so that's one modality there um, the webinars we have if you visit our um, learning blog or learning and certification blog there's a lot of, if you go back through the, a lot of the recent ones um, it'll talk about a lot of these different concepts and, and point to things like the webinar the one coming up it's on april 26 is the next big one around cloud about critical cloud migration you'll see that within that blog um, and how to access a link to that as well as some past ones around cloud so so there are you know there's different platforms we try to centralize that through our customer connect learning and through our blogs. And we try to, so you don't have to go out there and Google to find it necessarily, right? You have it out there and you can search within the platform, but, um, but it does deliver up a lot of those different modalities and including registrations for just our typical, normal instructor led classes.
0: So I, I gotta, you know, come back to this point or Liz, I what you said here, which was, you know, the, the, the education portal or your, you know, your, i don't know what you call the education center you know kind of yeah play. our
3: customer connect learning is the name learning
0: for yeah yeah and and it's like I, I gotta say that it's it's cool that you have that i should go check that out everybody's listening should go check that out because if you haven't been there for a while right like it's it's good um are you guys ever considering like giving me if i come in there like i i know you know what my role is and you give me kind of like where i should go next and yeah. you know I hit a level, I'll you know, I should be able to make this amount of money down, down the road. Like I know you're not gonna talk money, that kind of stuff, but like I guiding me along my yeah. career journey through education, right? Which I think is Kind of interesting when you get a really good portal like that, it actually can help you understand yeah. what your next step should be to stay, you know, stay current, because that's one of the hardest things that we all struggle with is, yeah. you know, time, how much time do I have? How many geeky things can I go learn? And, you know, which ones should I should learn from my career versus which one will never pan out, To you know, and and so it, it, it would be good to have something like that.
3: Yeah. There is, the platform does, uh, eventually um, there will be more of those guided paths in there. Currently today, it's a little bit more of a, um, you choose your filters, right? In a way, I'm interested in this and I'm at this level. You can do, you can, you can organize it by level, by domain. Um, There's a couple, there's a few other filters in there. And so then it will show you, right? Those classes, those webinars, those videos that are applicable to that. I'm sensing, I'm
0: I'm I'm sensing sensing a GP. PT chat ai you know person that's going to be my private career coach that will take me through what i should be learning next right yeah so we've actually so
3: just for fun we've actually played around with that a little bit and it it does actually provide some direction already i think it pulls a lot from our i imagine it would pull a lot from our data that we have in there but um yeah it's not necessarily 100 accurate but it's kind of fun to see that spit out already but yeah you're right it's it's getting there and, and and some of those guided learning paths too and and we in fact we call them learning paths some of those exist on our website today um but a little bit more more and more granularity i think is in them
0: yeah all right i'll just take it one more fun step matt and you can you can tell me how, how stupid this is like i can see <laughs> where you can predict you know what's going to be wrong what's going to happen to me like i didn't have a firewall set up because i've never been trained on firewall so i'm going to get hacked and i'm going to have to buy 40k worth of bitcoin in order to you know uh, unransomware my server but if i hadn't taken enough training it should be able to predict where i'm going to have the most problem with my my infrastructure right like that's not true but it is kind of interesting <laughs>
1: You, I could see we're very easily, and now, now obviously, we have this as part of Carl's staff and his organization, where you would have an engagement professional. That if you if you wanted to actually go through this in a non AI way, where you would have an evaluation done of what is your current skill set level. Let's say I'm a director of an infosec group within you know, a large global enterprise, right? And we want to, to determine where um, that group needs to now progress within the next 6, 12, and 18 months. Maybe we've gone through some M&A and we want to level set, or that the work has a new charter and we're going to specialize in uh, edge use cases or whatnot, or we want to get trained up on carbon black or, or, or mm-hmm. along those lines. where. We traditionally have, as mentioned, an engagement manager would go through that where AI might be able to start to fill in some of those gaps, right? Or better assist through maybe some augmented quick testing that we could send out as quick surveys to this group of, okay, based off of a quick five to 10 minute survey of multiple choice answers and some free responses, or maybe like a quick simulated lab environment of, oh, these operators really compliment. We, we need to have them at a three to 400 level class. And the AI would then come back and kick that to the engagement manager. And the, the engagement manager would then be able to offer that director a really qualified answer. Or if the, the, the net new operators, maybe some new hires that were coming in would didn't do so well. Well, okay. We need to start a little bit lower and, and move on. Yeah. And we currently do that now. As I'm sure that, that Carl can speak to of, of some of the process that we go through. But using that AI that's in the background of some, maybe some of our own test results that we've done with other organizations that have gone down similar paths and what the results have been through surveys and feedbacks. And then, of course, all the, the, the magic that we have in the back end from our own internal learning process and and what we think is most appropriate and that's, I think, the value of it, of how quick can we identify what it is that the skills gaps are and what best programs can we plug into that organization to make a very quick, impactful, business-oriented outcome to that particular customer.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we see the the potential use of the AI as a tool. It is not infallible by any means, and it's only right. as good uh, as again as the, the human element from. there, right? Yeah, sure. so the human AI, it's one tool, and same with humans. Humans aren't infallible, right? And but but those combined, you know, can really help facilitate. It can speed up those types of findings that you have. You know, we do just like you said with our engagement with our team, um, so they have a we have a tool called KSA a Knowledge Skills Assessment, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what we do. They use that for is they run through organizations, identify that skills gap at what level, exactly where it is. And then they're able to direct specific training, specific certifications to that gap, right? Mm-hmm. to get the business to where they want to to where they need to succeed with the outcomes that they're looking for. And so, and that's all it, it's it's there is a little bit of of technology behind that that drives some of that as you fill out the questions and answer that. It does spit out some of the information, but always, it's always um, it, it's always uh, sorry, it's always gauged, I guess there is that human element, right the expert right. the really manual process to filter really through the data that to do that. And so I see that as yeah as a great tool, but it it speeds that up. that's where I see that yeah value of it. it really, really speeds up that process quite a bit um, for that, but yeah, but that that human and, and it'll continue to change in that and the, the, but human element I think is still essential in there.
0: So as we come up to 1245 here at noon on Wednesdays, uh, one of the questions we always want to talk about is, is Explore and what you guys are you know mapping out for Explore this year in Vegas and Barcelona. I know that we've had certification classes that have gone on. Uh, any other interesting cloud kind of things you're planning for Explore this year? We'll always
3: have the certification test center. So you will always have the opportunity at a discounted price to come in and get certified, take the exam right there on site. Um, uh, every exam we haven't last year was the first time we were able to deliver our, our performance-based or our lab exam on site. So, so we'll continue to do that. Um, Carl, that's I'm, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I have a quick aside to that. Yeah, that. Is, is Pearson or whomever we're partnering with, mm-hmm. wh- wh- I know with, Let's talk about pre-pandemic testing, right? You go in for and you sit for that DCV. You're usually having to go to a Pearson authorized testing center, right? Depending on your locality, that could be just a drive down the road or a day long adventure, right? Right. Then, (laughs) then we move on to the pandemic, and they allow for a virtual, you know, testing with a a proctor that is monitoring you, and you have to you know, sanitize the room that you're in. You literally have to take your webcam and, you know, show them the room. You don't have anything in front of you and whatnot. Is that still continuing? Is that still yeah. an option that's available for individuals? It's permanent,
3: yeah, permanent option. Okay. Yeah, and that's not going away. Continue to provide that. And that's um, also available with our our lab exams as well. So the remote option now. And so, it, yeah, it's not, in fact, we're, yeah, you're doubly down on that. It's not going away. It's a, and we're, so it becomes not only preference, but also, yeah, uh, availability Yeah, for those that have to, yeah, it's a burden to get to a test center. Some, a lot of people still prefer test centers. It just, you know, depending. Yeah, on it, the, again, it's, it's, one of, it's
1: another option, Sure, yeah. certainly. If they feel more yeah. comfortable where they're not going to have maybe perhaps the direct distractions at home, right. or they can't necessarily sanitize the environment that, hey, I'm going to be ex- explore anyway, that there's the option that's set up, ready to go. And I instantly know the results at the end.
3: That's right. That's right. And speaking of AI, it's very interesting. Some of the technology behind that proctored, remote, remote proctored. There are companies out there that are building solutions that even detect eye movements and things like that to catch any sort of cheating. And yeah, so oh it's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's uh,
0: kind of yeah, so <laughs> easy. A couple one question, uh, yeah. which you're not gonna be able to answer. That yeah. Graham puts in the chat. Uh, Any vouchers for on-site explore exams this year? I was like, yeah, vouchers everywhere. We put them on a tree. We grow them. You come and get, you know get your free exam voucher. There's usually yeah. some places that you can get. You can get.
3: There's there's discounted
0: them. ones. I mean, right. a lot of
3: those have not been finalized yet either, and some of the planning uh, for the event for us. Um, But we know we always have those test centers and we have at least that 50% off that you can buy the vouchers. That's what it has. And so I suspect it will be the same um, for this year as well. Okay. But but free vouchers here and there, if you can find them, depends on the. Yeah. Uh,
0: Another question. uh, Go ahead, uh, Matt. uh,
1: Two that I would have to call out there. One of my favorite ones that I love to bring up with customers given current economic climate is beta training classes, right? If you can't or if it's just not in the budget or don't necessarily have the, um, you know, training credits that are out there, uh, Carl, I'm I'm assuming is that that's still a thing with a significant discount off of list for our beta courses that are out there?
3: I think so. Unfortunately, that's not my specific domain, so I can't answer that with complete confidence, but I believe, but I know there are beta classes. I just don't Mm -hmm. know what they list those at or price those at. Yeah, we should then...
1: Of course, if you're a VMUG Advantage member, 20% off the list costs of training with your VMUG Advantage membership. Many of the times um, that um, between the 20% off of the training itself and the 20% off of certification, that pays for the VMUG Advantage membership. Yep. Uh, and then some.
0: Yeah, I should, I should do a blog article called, uh, explore DIY, how to get to Vegas and get as much as you can on the least amount of money, right? Like, you know, like cut your coupons. Like, so in, in that vein there, I have heard a couple good ideas on, uh, one, uh, you so there are a lot of certs you don't actually have to take the class to sit for the certification, right? I mean, I don't know what the what the one-on-one relationship is. So then there's a list of ones that you don't have to sit for.
3: There's 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 really only one time that you are required to take the training. It's for the very first VCP. First one, okay. Yeah. Once you get that, and as long as you keep up to date within the three to four years or so, it's it's just the exam to renew. And, right. Um, and other additional VCPs, just an exam. Right. vcaps just the exam. So that,
0: right. is that right? And then a couple, a couple, you know, DIY cheats that you can do. There's uh, HOLS. You can go do the HOLS, and if you do the HOLS thoroughly, you're going to learn a lot. Maybe not enough to f- pass an exam, but then you can augment with. Uh, there are some of the expert blogs out there that focus on what you need to learn in order to pass. You know, the cert. Then I believe there are some trial certifications. You can go do as well trial tests, right? There's a there.
3: there's a there's a practice exam that we have uh, for our VCAPS. So for VCAP DCB for a couple of VCAPs, so lab based practice exams that you can buy. Um, there's I know there's some people that have created some practice exams out there. We don't deliver and right. build them in
0: house. Right, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect Carl to go in depth on right. the DIY you know DIY uh, education model, but uh, it's, it's since a great, we're a community podcast, we can have fun yeah, with this.
3: Well, I would say I'd be very surprised. Um, there, there. I know there are candidates that just have some experience, but they, if anyone just goes to the training and then passes the exam without any hands-on experience, without any right of these other alternate ways, right? That I'd be very surprised. That's hard. No, to be, I don't
0: think you can. You know? But so I know guys that have uh, gone involved. in. I know guys have gone in on the HOL for NSX, uh-huh. gotten an NSX prompt right in, on the switch, and then you know done everything, and then went and sent for the exam and passed, and had never had an NSX on-prem local anything. Uh-huh. The only the only place they play with,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah,
0: is a great tool. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, yeah. there's some hacks there.
1: And of course, if you, you're you know a TAM customer, you're working with your SE, and you, you see value in hands-on labs, and you want to extend out that scenario, ask that per, your you know account representative about test drive, uh, taking all that you have within hands-on labs and extending out that session uh, above and beyond the I think the fourteen days that we stand up that, that back-end stack that's just within the it's called base HOL that anyone can get to.
3: Yeah. Just, and just one side note on what you're talking about too, just be aware for anyone that is looking for those different free and prep ways, right? There are cheat sites out there. There are places that have basically stolen our exams or tried to and emulated. They're not always 100% right. They guarantee you pass, right? Avoid those. Um, not only because a lot of times they're incorrect, but sometimes they are, it is considered cheating. So it is considered, you know, download, you're basically finding the answer.
0: Yeah, and you're only, you know, the old adage, you're only cheating yourself, right? Yeah, Because the the goal is to learn this stuff. And if somebody just gives you the answers and you just go through their little program and they just hand feed you the answers because they know what's on the question, you're not going to learn what you really need to learn out of that certification, right? And we Um,
3: have had candidates that have complained they haven't passed and they've admitted they've used those and even given them to us and they've been wrong. So we know there those are not always accurate either. So so I would definitely avoid those.
0: Yeah. Right right. Go the traditional um,
1: method, hands-on labs, test yep. drive, exam blueprint, right? All yep. of the resources it's it's not like that it's lacking of resources for any of the these certifications, right Carl? We we even on a low cost budget that's out there right. that of what we we publish. You know, we're if your your organization of isn't of particular training means at this part of their venture, there is still a tremendous amount of training resources that we include as in VMware proper between the blueprint, test questions, um, hands-on labs, other things that are out there for those individual uh, simulations and exams that would help you along that journey.
3: Yep. And there is a connection if you've heard that. So HOL has that odyssey. So the odyssey challenges, though the one, at least for the vSphere one, was built directly on our exam blueprint. So it's meaning... You do good at that challenge, that Aussie challenge, you're probably highly likely to pass these. With a DCV, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, very, yeah, those are very good and tight alignment with those.
0: Nice. Nice. All right. So, you know, uh, and to Graham's point, if you want the the blog article uh, on other ways to save money when going to Vegas, uh, maybe I'll write something up, you know, the Excalibur my favorite hotel, you know, only $25 a night, right? Uh, McDonald's <laughs> is there, you can get McDonald's on the strip, you know. Pinball Museum takes quarters, you know, you know, (laughs) there's, there's ways to do it pretty cheap and get a lot out of the show. What I haven't figured out is how you actually get into the show you know, without actually paying the two thousand dollars for a pass, right? Uh, because those are those were harder to do. So in the end, you, you really do have to do that. They probably have day passes. They probably they'll they'll usually mm-hmm. at the end of the day they'll have a day pass, but then yeah. you have to if you want to go to any of the sessions, you gotta kind of walk backwards you know, yeah, through the line. So it looks like you're walking out of the building, but you're actually walking in because it's, it's actually really hard to get into sessions, but there might be some sessions you could do. Obviously the community sessions you can do, all the community sessions will be available without having the full pass. So you could technically go there, get a day pass, and go watch all the community sessions because those are open. Right. Um, and uh, HOLs, I don't know if you actually need anything but a day pass to do the HOL. I'm not sure about those. is a blog article. And then, you know, education, there's, there could be some reach
1: out to the community. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say yeah. that the, the first time that I was lucky enough to get out the VM world, I was not of means myself or organization to send us out there and Fumla Schmidt, um, after I had posted on Twitter and within our local VMUG community here for central Pennsylvania um, was kind enough to offer up one of her passes that she had for her org. Um, I, it still yeah. means a tremendous amount to me yeah. to this day for, to, you know, that that's the means of how I got out there. And that just, um, you know, yeah. I think that, that this, the point of this being is that if you want to go, and you, and you let others know that, that, you know, you're struggling to, to find out I, as soon as I did that, um, there was members that, that offered up hotel rooms or means of travel, or let me see if I can use one of our passes that we may not be using. If you're really in need, uh, to go out to this event and funding is an issue, let the community know. And while we can't certainly take care of everyone, um, between those that are out there if you
0: want to go the, uh,
1: and let let others know it usually the stars
0: align. Yeah, absolutely. It's the university waitlist strategy. So, if you have kids and they apply to university, yeah, some of the universities will waitlist the kids, right? All they're really doing is filtering to see who will work hard enough over that three-month period. They're waitlisted to rise above to get there. And so I would. And and so if you want to get on a waitlist, you know, just reach out, engage with professors. You know, talk to university people, get to know the ecosystem. I've never seen anybody that has reached out and said, "I'm desperate to come." That you know doesn't get connected by the community to get a pass uh, to the point where uh, I usually take, you know, 15 K in my own budget and buy 10 or 15 pass pack, right? Just, to see, you know, just to have kind of that fail-safe at the end if somebody can't make it. I've seen community members actually pool money together, you know, and buy a pass for somebody, right? Like, uh, there's just, you know, there is ways to get there for sure, to end that DIY scenario. Carl, uh, what to me, I take away from this session is, man, I need to go to that portal and just look at my education path and make sure that, you know, that I'm up to speed since I got my VCP certification on ESX 3.1, so I need to get there and see where my careers needs to go next because that's actually really cool i like i like that there is that and being able to just get free content as well i didn't really realize that so that's another reason to do a drive by there and make sure that you you know are consuming some of the free content out, out there yep. when you're bored sometime on a friday afternoon that's yep. that's awesome yep. matt um we're going to transition to barbecue report any final questions to carl as we reach the top of the hour here Carl, what's the best way
1: for a member of uh, the community and one uh, of our listenership to follow along with uh, education developments? Is there a blog site? Is there a Twitter handle? The blog
3: site, so so there is an at VMware education handle uh, on Twitter. There's also a, uh, the blog is probably one of the best ways to keep in um, insight. And I believe, I'd have to look at the URL really quick, but it is, um, let me tell you here in just one second what that is. But that is probably the best way to it has a lot of the links to the, the free training, for instance, that I already mentioned, the webinars, things like that, as well as just things that come out. Um, blogs.vmware.com slash learning.
0: That's an easy one. Sure. Blogs.vmware.com slash learning.
3: Yeah. Nice. And then there's also a slash VMware underscore certification, but I think the learning might get you there,
0: too. I'm going to double check.
3: But blogs.vmware.com slash learning.
0: All right. And then finally, Utah Barbecue, because we stream on barbe- YouTube.com slash V-Barbecue, V-B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E. Got it right this time. Go there. You can see what Carl looks like if you haven't seen him. So that if you run into him at Explore, you'll be able to say hello and say you saw him on the podcast. Um, do you guys eat barbecue out there in Utah? Are you too busy digging out snow this year to do anything like that?
3: smoker smoking is the big thing right uh, out here using the traeger but it's uh
0: oh no we yeah we do our barbecue we're not necessarily
3: known for it and we'll have to borrow our recipes from texas or <laughs> memphis or something but but we definitely yeah but oh we love our we love our barbecues i'm kind of uh personally i'm i'm more of a i just love my dark meat dark chicken meat so drumsticks chicken
0: thighs i'm um, I, that's my favorite honestly yeah. it, you know it, king's throat coal uh i i cook the chicken dark meat thighs right i do thighs you know for the last you know 45 minutes then the last 15 just barbecue sauce just flip them rotate them barbecue barbecue you're caramelizing it you know i'll i'll sit and caramelize it for like 15 minutes flipping back and forth recoding recoating that's my favorite yeah yeah i
3: love the dark meat yep
0: Nice, nice. Well, uh, Carl, if I'm ever out in Utah, we'll have to go get some barbecue. Uh, yeah. Matt, uh, anything? Any last words? And not at this
1: time, Carl. Thank you for for coming on and joining us today. Thank you for sharing where the education service is heading and how you folks are adapting to this multi-cloud and multi-hyperscaler environment. And it's it's always interesting to see how. Even from an education perspective, how we're adapting to where the tech is
0: headed.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate being on. It's always been fun. Thank you,
0: Matt. Thank you, Eric. Fantastic.